You're listening to the Saturday Morning with Jack Tame podcast from Newstalk ZB. Dougal Sutherland is a clinical psychologist with Umbrella Wellbeing and is with us this morning. Hey, Dougal. Hey, Jack. How's it going? Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good, uh, pretty engaged in my job, yeah. I think, and not, not actively looking for another <laughs> I, one at the moment. I was going to say, if, you, if you're about to break it to us that you're really unhappy in your work, then it sort of <laughs> means that over the next eight or ten minutes we might be a little bit poked, really, eh? But, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody does have days or weeks when work is not going super yeah. well, and, and, and that's, that's kind of okay. It, it doesn't necessarily mean you're quite quitting. Um, but you know, so all of us have ups and downs in our work. I think quiet quitting is much more about when you've got that prolonged sort of pattern of not feeling engaged or connected yeah. to your work, really. Yeah, exactly. So, so were you surprised by those figures, four out of ten? Um, no, to be honest. I, I mean, they're a little higher than my, my, I might have thought. But you know, our own research at Umbrella has has shown a similar thing that lots of people are feeling. Um, disconnected are, are, yeah. are really kind of looking at oh, is this really what I want to be doing is, yeah. this, is, is this filling a need I think is sometimes the way that people approach that question am I doing something that gives my life meaning and value yeah that's interesting eh? and, and, and for a lot of people no is perhaps the um, perhaps the answer to that so, so talk us through some of the questions you should be asking yourself if you are feeling really dissatisfied and unhappy at work at the moment yeah, look, and, and so it's it's a good thing to sort of do a sense check on yourself. And and as I, as we said just before, it, it's got to, you know, everybody has a bad day or a bad week and that's okay. But if you've got this kind of prolonged, um, particularly prolonged feeling of exhaustion and you're getting less and less engaged, you, you're kind of giving up on things that yeah. maybe you did, that you used to fight for. Uh, I think those are probably good things to um, to look out for. Um, and, and probably to look out for in our colleagues as well. You know, it's probably easier to notice a friend or a, a colleague who disengages. It's probably easier to notice them doing it rather than yourself yeah. in, in many ways. Yeah. So I think there's a bit about looking after each other too. Yeah, it's hard though, eh? Because, um, you know, as much as people might be unhappy in their work, we've just been hearing from our financial uh, personal finance expert, you know, like people are facing big financial pressures at the moment and might not be too enthusiastic about going off and finding new work. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a bit of a catch 22. I, yeah. I think to me, what was one of the interesting things about this Gallup poll was what they, what they were showing was actually the main, the main thing that helps people feel mm. engaged in work is having a really good manager yeah. or leader. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's it's not whether they're at home or in the office or a bit, mix of both. It's actually having somebody that leads them, uh, who inspires them, who they feel psychologically safe with, who looks after them and cares for them. And 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 that was to me kind of the key finding is that the importance yeah. of having good leaders and good managers in the in the workplace. So, what would be your advice to managers in workplaces where people are perhaps feeling a bit glum? if they want to improve the culture and improve the kind of sense of purpose for people in their workplace? I, th- I think leadership is probably the key term. Actually, you've got to do this by leading. So that's leading by example. That's um, being honest and open and vulnerable yourself uh, to your people. Hmm. Um, it's getting to know your people um, if you don't already, um, which is as simple for some organisations as actually regularly catching up with your team every week or every fortnight. Not everybody 
does that. Um, but that, you know, employees often tell us that that's a major thing for them is that their, their manager knows them and knows about them and knows them as people. That's interesting, um, eh? Because, you know, I, have you ever noticed that CEOs are very good with names? It's yes, a real CEO yeah. leadership thing, right? To be able to go like, hey, how you doing, Daryl? Things yes, all good, yes. Rebecca. You know, like yeah, I, yeah, I notice yeah, it a yeah. lot, and it's and it does. It's you know, it's one of those kind of human instincts things. You feel like if if your managers um, know your name and know who you are and know what you do, then it kind of shows that you have uh, value. You feel appreciated or something. I think it's that you feel recognised and validated, don't you? For, yeah. for who you are. I mean, I think I think it's interesting. Many, I don't know about your experience, but often in, in my in my work life, it's sometimes managers just sort of go into management positions because that's they've they've got to the top of their salary yeah, scale right. and the next yeah. the next step is, and that's that doesn't necessarily make a good manager you can be technically <laughs> great at your job yeah. but not a good leader or manager and i think there's a piece there about actually managers and leaders need some support themselves to develop some of those skills yeah their people. yeah don't they say that uh there's there's an economic theory whereby everyone rises through the corporate ranks to their level of incompetence so if you're good, you keep on getting promoted, and then the moment you stop being good, then you don't get promoted anymore. But that, of course, means that after a few years, everyone is kind of at a level where they're just not very good. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a slightly pessimistic outlook yeah. on it, isn't it? Yeah. But, you yeah. know, yeah, it's, look, I think that is the case sometimes. You just sort of rise to a certain level and then just perhaps left to just sit there rather than being developed. And, yeah. and it, perhaps... For many people, it is a different skill set being a leader than it is being doing technically what your job requires you to do. So yeah. it might be some area for, for leaders to be developed and engaged in themselves. So so um, what would those kind of areas be, do you think? Uh, look, I, I, I think it's, you know, you might call them the soft skills. It's that, that emotional IQ, mm. um, which you can teach people. It's not rocket science, but it is it is those basic things like getting to know people, um, getting to know about their lives. Do you know what? I think the biggest thing that you could teach a leader or a manager is making sure you have enough time for your people because I think, and, and speaking from my own experience too as a, as, a, as a manager, that sometimes you get so busy doing the important things, in quotes, that you lose sight of your people. You've got to rush and do this and do that and go to a meeting and do the spreadsheet and do a board report. Actually, those often come at the expense of people and you don't have time for people. So the biggest thing I think you can do is actually ensure that you have time with the people you are yeah. managing and leading. That's really good um, advice. And that's, and that's a simple thing, but, but sometimes really pragmatically difficult to do. Yeah, yeah, that is really good advice. Thank you so much, Dougal. Dougal is, of course, a clinical psychologist with Umbrella Wellbeing. For more from Saturday Morning with Jack Tame, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am Saturday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.